The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Carly Meisberger. Today, we're talking with Maline Jimenez, Verde's community organizer and winner of the Skidmore Prize. This is Phil Bussey. It's the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Uh, we are joined in the studio by one of the Skidmore Prize winners for this year's Willamette Week. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Malin Jimenez is the community organizer for Verde. Um, I want to, let's start with talking about uh, who and what Verde is. I'm just going to read from from the mission statement. So Verde brings environmental wealth through social enterprise, outreach, and advocacy. So there's a lot happening there. Can you just break down in everyday words? Like, how do you tell your friends and family what you do? Yeah, um, a lot of uh, my families and friends, they always ask me, what do you do? I told them I work with a nonprofit and what's, and I always tell them, um, Verde, I work with Verde and I told them, uh, this is what I do. Uh, I help, um, I organize the community like about uh, anything that is facing them. Like, for example, like advocacy, like, for example, if something is happening um, in the neighborhood or we're seeing something is happening to families or so we always uh, get together with a community, organize the community. Like there's a lot of things uh, happens in the neighborhood. They want to advocate, uh, bring in more uh, interfractions in the neighborhood. So that's what I I just give them a short thing. Like I just help the community, organize the community. And, and, and when we're talking about the community, we're talking uh, specifically about calling neighborhood. Yes, Cooley neighborhood. And 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 explain where that is, and can you describe the character of Cooley neighborhood? How you see it? Um, Cooley neighborhood is uh is in uh, northeast uh, Cleanesworth. It's a diverse community. Uh, we mostly work with uh, low income community, people of color. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, languages. There's Spanish. There's Somali. There's like. Um, Russian and there is um, Vietnamese uh, community like so we mostly work right now with more um, Latino folks are in that community that's a lot of different that's a lot of different people and a lot of different backgrounds to have to uh, bring together how much are you trying to bring them together and how much are you trying to celebrate uh, the individuality of each of those uh, nationalities and and um, cultures. Um, we we had a, um, a couple of focus group past. Um, we tried to get more people involved, like for the Somali community, the Vietnamese community, and together, like hearing because um, we have a lot of we have programs um, we offer to the community. So we just wanted to get feedbacks from them or. And a lot of um, other um, organizations will reach out to us. They wanted to get um, get uh, feedbacks from what's like. This is one that uh, happened like 
we did a focus group with parks, Portland Parks Recreation. So we had it to uh, get people involved, like seeing, like getting people's um, feedback or helping them engage those communities. And and there's also one of the things that Verde does that I saw is a Collie Walking Group and a Living Collie Walks. What what are those? Uh, Living Collie Walks, um, it's a program um, that uh, we... We go. Um, it's a program that started uh, with uh, Verde and their partner, where they saw that there's a lot of lack of um, sidewalks, lack of like connecting people to parks. There is five parks in the neighborhood, but a lot of the people um, don't know where those um, parks at, or they don't have like access to it. They don't know the direction. So, so we create a um, a wayfinding system. A wayfinding system is like to navigate you to going to those different areas of the park. So we created a we created a wayfinding system that's already um it's already up and the system is up already in place. And then for the walking group, um we still continue like we do monthly twice a month we go out with the neighborhood uh to go to um parks, um seeing if it's um uh, safe to access. Or we can, like, there's a lot of um, sometimes graffiti in the neighborhood. We try to clean it up. Um, and then we want to keep, uh, we want to have, like, the community um, healthy. And we're trying to do a lot of exercise component into that group as well. I would think that that component of, of uh, taking a family and showing them where a nearby park is is, is really fun. I mean, there's a, there's there must be a certain sense of discovery. Yes, yeah, mm. like... Um, some of the our participant comes and they're like, we don't even know if there's a. If this is one example. Like, um, Woodacre Pond is all the way on Columbia and Forty Seventh, and it's like hiding over there. So a lot of people like when we we do like um, an event there, and they don't know if there's a place or where they can take their kids kids at. So. They were like shocked that there's a park over there close to a natural area they can connect to. So they really like it. It's, it's funny. I, I've, I haven't been up there. And there's an actual pond up there? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. ducks, everything. Yeah, there's um, mm-hmm. there's um, turtles there too. Oh, fun. Yeah, there's... And, and then you've, you've also... So part of your job seems as if it is serving as a bridge between the neighborhood and city hall and city council and some of the city services, not just parks, but um, I believe you, you specifically had a project with uh, Las Adelitas. Adelitas. Uh, Adel- mm-hmm. and, and that's affordable. that was an affordable housing project, is that correct? Uh, yes. Um, for this one, uh, we, um, we launched a campaign to... Um, able to like um hear from the neighborhoods why they want um they want a uh, affordable house 141 units to get built so we were able to um support that campaign the community was from the community able to go down to city hall we created these postcards where people had to like sign and write down why it's important why living in Cooley is one of the things you like in Cooley so we created like um we collected uh, 500 postcards, so we delivered at the city hall to the five commissioner. Yep, yes, four commissioners, four commission, one, 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 one mayor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a little confusing because they, they all sort of, they have the same job, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, 
I want to talk more about that specific project. And and so city council's involvement when, with that was providing what a, a zoning approval or was it providing funding? What was city council's role in terms of uh, green lighting or having that project go forward? To able for them to like um, support support this um, um, project. Mm-hmm. And and uh, where does that stand now? Do you know? And uh, now they're gonna do the construction. Um, oh, so it's going ahead. It's gonna yeah. They already um, hacienda got the uh, funding already, so it's gonna. Oh, that's great. Start. I'm not sure when is the timeline of the when they're gonna start building it. But yeah. Right, and and that's I mean as far as uh, needs for the community, um, where to, where. Can, can you give us like top three needs of the communities that you work with? I mean, is housing, I would imagine, is one of the top needs. Um, what what other needs are there and, and how do you guys help provide those for those? Um, housing, uh, we're our, um, it's one of the things that we're um, able, we want to keep like um, more affordable housing in Cooley. So there's a lot of um, projects that are happening coolly or there's someone who's going to sell their house or we try to like um, uh, work with them. They work so they can um, sell it to a nonprofit or sell it to to the community. Okay. And and is there what other are, are there? It sounds like you're also helping uh, uh, help families uh, integrate or get their feet on the ground. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have a background in politics? I mean, how did how did you how did you learn to do this? Uh, no, I don't have a lot of background, but we have a lot of um, uh, co-workers has different. We have a little different um, areas that we come together as a team. Like for me, I do a lot of community engagement. Uh, my co-workers, they do a lot of, I think, policy. And so we are in a big team working together with this. Um. And so I, I'm going to pull a quote that you had in, in your Willamette Week profile. You are one of the winners of the Skidmore Prize, uh, which is which is fantastic, and, and you should be very proud of that, obviously, um, in that you said, it's important to me that people feel ownership over these programs, and I'm just here to help make that happen. That seems tricky. It seems as if you, you are being a leader by empowerment. Yeah, for me... Um... It's like I know the communities. It's the communities, you know. Like we're just the one who comes and, and like have the community like be able to take the owner of like, for example, like when did uh, when the Adelitas campaign started? It was like from the community. They went out, shared this information. They went out to collect postcards, like for people to sign. So it's like more of the communities there how did you learn this leadership style and I'm, I'm sorry if that's the wrong way of saying leadership style because i know that that in a way you're saying more of an empowerment style but where did you learn this this um idea of organizing um i when i came to uh, this um when i came to united states um i just um, directly came to work as a little uh, young person i didn't know like Coming to this country, I was like, my parents brought me, you're going to go to Norte, you know, there's way, there's a lot of opportunities, and you're going to make a lot of money, and so we end up working in the fields with uh, my parents, and, and I started, like, 
to get involved with nonprofits, and I noticed that there's a lot of um, mistreatment happens to our community. So that's the time I got really involved with nonprofit, and uh, I really like to advocate for my people. So I that's the, that's what I started. It was just all volunteer with the other nonprofit when I started. We're going to talk a little bit more about that after we take a quick music break. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour. I am talking with Malin Jimenez, who is a community organizer with Verde. We'll be right back. This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour. Uh, Malin Jimenez is a community organizer with Verde and also one of this year's winners of the Skidmore Prize, which is part of Willamette Week's Give Guide. 
I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you, so you grew up in Guatemala, is that right? Mm-hmm. And, and how did you come to Portland and, and why specifically Portland? Um, uh, my parents, uh, my parents, are, uh, they migrate from Arizona uh, to Oregon. And then they always travel every summer. Every summer they travel. And then they found a place in uh, Forest Grove where there's a lot of um, picking um, berries, strawberries. So we just stay there. We stay there. We work. We work during the summer. We work a lot. And after that, we decided, uh, my parents decided to come to Portland because they wanted to look for a, a job that can... Um, they can stay in permanently, so they don't have to be traveling too much. And and you had some interaction with uh, the organization ERCO, I believe. You took some professional development training there. Is is did I read that correctly in your background? Uh, yeah. When I started um, with uh, non, after I was involved with a nonprofit in uh, uh, Hillsboro, and I was able to learn new things, skills, and after that, I. I came to Portland and I started uh, being involved with uh, IRCO. Is where I did my uh, my internship a couple of times, and after that, um, the last internship uh, they placed me into Verde. And and um, right, we had just interviewed them recently, so it's nice to have uh, a, a little bit more of a specific story to attach to that. It sounds like you had a good experience with them. Yeah, I still continue uh, working with them right now. I do a lot of um, services, like um, I do interpretation services for the Mayan community here and then la- the Latino community as well. It sounds like you're busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, let's talk about the Skidmore Prize. I mean, this is it, that's a real honor to receive. It's you know, it's four people each year that that receive uh, this acknowledgement for the work that they're doing. Um, you know, it is, it's a process of interviews. It's a process of nomination. How did you find out that you were, uh, that you won? Um, I was uh, one of the tens that they selected it. Um, they went to an interview. Like, it was like 10 people interviewing me. It was a little bit, um, I was like a little bit uh, nervous. I was like really nervous. I was like, oh, let's, let's go for it. You know, let's, it doesn't hurt you know like i want to able to have them hear my experience working with a lot with the community because sometimes we don't um we don't get the acknowledgement like in this area absolutely and and were were there um um easier questions for you to answer and harder questions during the interview process um there were hard questions and there's some easy questions i can just talk about my work and yeah and and then you, part of being a Skidmore Prize winner is you have to give a speech, I believe. At 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 uh, how's how are, are you comfortable with that? It doesn't seem like you would have trouble with public speaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. those of it, we are on the radio. Um, Melinda just gave a very uh, startled face, so I guess I was off base on that. So <laughs> how 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 is public speaking for you and, and and giving a speech as part of this award? Um, I'm a little bit nervous. It's one of the areas that I'm working on. Like public speaking is one of my areas I'm working on, but I'm able to like able like for my year now. It's like 
I was able to speak now more. Not like I was so shy. I was like, I don't want to be in front of no one. But now I kind of feel comfortable after I get in, getting up there and getting used to it. I mean, it seems like uh, shyness and community organizers, uh, community organizing doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. Or how 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 do you work with that then? Um. Yeah, right now, like I right now, like I do more like um community, like um the MC. So I was able to like feel getting that shyness away already. It's like. And is is is, is there a uh, current campaign you're working on that you'd want our listeners to know about? Um, we are uh we start we haven't launched our uh, other campaign. We been working on, we started it, but um. Now we're gonna able to, with the uh, city council in, we already know this about this um policy law, and then I think they just push it aside. Now we wanna able to make noise so they can help us pass it or, so it's the uh op- uh tenant opportunity to purchase top. Okay, and and what and and uh, tell me what that that means. I mean, I, I it's obviously some of the function of it is in the title, but uh, how does that work? Um, it's like for example, um, if the tenants have the, if the tenants um have the right to purchase their apartment, for someone who comes in and buy their apartment, they're they're the one who's gonna take the um able to buy their property. Okay. So see we will stay with them mostly like their property. So so uh for example the the current uh affordable housing that's being built that they would be able then in turn to buy one of the units and and hold on to it, which mm-hmm. is obviously an, important for providing stability. Mhm. That's why one of the things that um we have couple two two um two meetings with a committee. We created a committee who meets, uh, we just met uh, last Tuesday. Um, we were able to come together and organize. Like, I took the lead on uh, community, um, like, able to engage communities on this work. Um, thank you so much for coming in. I, I Just one, one last question as we go. So it is uh, the Give Guide. Um, can you give a quick pitch for Verde and why people should donate to the organization? Yeah, I would like um, to let everybody know about um, Verde. Uh, we do a lot of um, a lot of work in the neighborhood northeast uh, Cooley neighborhood. Uh, that'd be nice if you can support it, cause so we can uh, create more programs for our community and people uh, people of color and low income community. Malin Jimenez is a community organizer for Verde, a fantastic organization doing really great uh, um, groundwork with uh, the Coley neighborhood. And you can find them in Willamette Week's Give Guide. And congratulations on the Skidmore Prize. Thank you. Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. 
If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.